0: There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mister Pop. <laughs> 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 the views
2: and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible.
3: What's good, SFL Nation. Welcome back to the SFL Audible. It's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano, Khalil Thomas, and Ben Warner here tonight, uh, ready to join. Um, Just having a wonderful evening, man. I'm excited to have you gentlemen back on the air uh, with me. I know... A lot of things have been happening, you know, really great things in your lives. So I saw saw love from here, but it's a pleasure having you men on on the show tonight. It's very exciting. Uh, we got a full cast. How you gentlemen doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good, man. The band is back together. I'm I'm pumped about tonight.
0: I'm doing well. It's exciting finally to be back together.
3: Finally, right? Like this is the. Um, this is what we were we 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 always have done in the past, right? And this is the first time it's really happened in a long time after my injury um, that we were able to really do this on a consistent basis again. So it's exciting, and this week has been exciting for the SFL, right? Uh, we had re-signings happen this week, right? And uh, this is a very uh, important time for I know a lot of rookies uh, looking at this and seeing okay, who got re- where are people resigning, where where are they going at, right? What spots are going to be available? Uh, we got in a few more days free agency opening up, so those players who aren't signing with their original teams are going to be able to explore the free agent market. And then finally we'll get to the draft. So it's going to be an exciting few more weeks uh, before all this happens. But what do you guys think about the whole re-signing period so far?
1: Ben, you go first.
0: (laughs) Okay, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a really cool concept that um, the league came up with. Um, kind of making a direct site where you could sign your contract and sign your own signature well just type your own signature but I thought that was a cool feature Um, it was pretty easy I couldn't find the contract at first but once I looked at my profile and it said show contract then then I finally found it but um, it was pretty easy it wasn't that bad Uh, you just went through the discord bot and asked them to give you your login information but I thought it was a pretty smooth process. I didn't have any problems with it. What about you, Casey?
1: Yeah, like Ben said, at first it was like, wait, what's going on? And you got to kind of keep going back and forth trying to figure out. Once you got in, uh, it, was, it was very easy, very self-explanatory. So the way it was set up was really good once you got in. Um, I, I was just kind of keeping an eye on everything because, you know, we always talk about Nelson, you, you come from the, the general manager point of view, but – you know, you talk about look at the players, and I think this is the time where you really, as a player, look at your team and look at your your experience with that team and decide if that's the right fit for you. So it's always interesting at this time to see who's like, you know what, I need to change the scenery, or if they like where they are. Yeah, and, and that's the part
3: that is exciting this year, right? Free agency was huge. And some really big names in free agency um, that some have moved into front office positions, but you know it, it, it's huge names that are out there. So if you mix that with who's resigning, it's it's huge. And we were talking right that there's some, you know, I'm interested to see where where people are signing. We still have some teams that didn't sign right. There's four teams that didn't have any uh, folks sign as of yet. And I was telling you guys right, I'm very curious to know why. And and I and I want to know why If in, in a sense of, like, just is it a technology thing or is, it, or is it a people thing, right? Like people have, you know, are a little bit busy and they can't get there or, you know, hey, there's co- some questions about the technology because I'm going to let you know, honestly, I did too, right? <laughs> like I'm not a wizard with this yet, but um, you're right. Once you get the hang of it, it's pretty simplistic, but it was that starting process. It was like, okay, we're, we're, we have to DM the SFL portal. Like that's a little, you know, extra few steps, but once you got all those steps out the way it was very interesting so those teams those four teams that haven't had nobody sign yet i'm curious to know if it's those reasons right if it's because hey um the, the you know them trying to understand technology first like hey we're not even 100% with it yet so maybe we want to learn it first before we show the guys how to sign maybe it's a, a you know a a a explanation thing or maybe it you know again it could be too that the, their players are going to test free agency and then come back if that's going to be the case like we don't know, or is it a glitch too, right? Like this is a, a brand new way that we are doing our um, our contracts now and our progression. So is there also, you got to look at it as a technology standpoint, it, maybe there's some glitches and these these teams have yet to have their stuff get through yet. I mean, it's what I love about this portal, and we're going to talk from the GM perspective, is um, how how everything is in my hands, right? Like I can see your progressions. I can see your attributes. I can see uh you know your your ratings i can see everything in one spot um and and i think that's just as, as as a gm staying on top of everybody's progression seeing what you know everybody's doing and then trying to work the numbers everything is there for you to see so i think that's really interesting in that standpoint as well but there's been a lot of teams uh, including ourselves that already have most of their roster either signed or completely signed which is awesome to see as well and i'd love to hear what those you know again if anybody's listening tonight Uh, If you are wanting to chime in to talk about re-signings or talk about, um, you know, uh, how the signing portal went, how was your experience? Maybe if we do have any listeners from those teams that have not had any signings yet, if you do want to call in just to kind of let us know, like your perspective of it, it'd be awesome to hear because this is our first launch of this type of situation, and I think it's something that we can build upon and and feedback is always loved because then you can make it even better. Uh, But Ben, how, how do you feel um, this kind of opens up for the SFL with this new uh, portal website?
0: Well, I, I just think it makes it easier for the front, uh, front office staff and also the league administration. I mean, Marcus has had to do all those contracts at once uh, last year. And obviously one man doing that is pretty difficult. And, because we all have our own personalized and stuff, and it's not we can't always focus on the SFL. So I think this allows people to kind of clear up their schedules where they don't have to always be worried that they're not going to get stuff done in time. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I just think it's going to make it easier for everybody. And secondly, I think progressions are going to be much easier, too. Um you just have to I, I'm not sure how that's gonna work because that obviously hasn't happened yet. Um yeah. so that will be interesting to see how that goes.
3: And KT, how do you feel like this? Um, some of those teams that, that have not signed yet, um, do you do you think that there might be anything like again, uh, in the sense of that technology that might be hindering all those signings coming through or like what are your thoughts about some of these teams that have had signings so far and those that, that have not?
1: I mean, I feel like it goes back to kind of what I said before. I feel like the technology it could play, it is a, a role. I feel like you can't kind of discount, like, people might not you looked at it yet. People might not know how to use it correctly. But you've got to look at the other, the flip side of it. Like, okay, well, is there an issue? Is there things on these particular teams that we don't know about, not to speculate, but you never know. So, you know, there's a lot of questions to be answered. I think the next couple of days is going to answer a lot of questions Regarding a lot of these teams, and you know, what what the purpose is like, what's really going on? Is it technology, or is it just a, is it a comfort issue? Is it the t- players just like you know what? I'm I'm not feeling it. I want to go someplace else and try my hand mm. on a different team yeah. and a different locker room. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. You know, this is the first time around, so it's
3: it's a little bit harder, I think. Um, and, and I kind of feel like one thing about this re-signing period that's a little bit different too. It didn't feel like the same kind of hype. Right. I felt like I would always try to take a look at the signing section to see when the contracts got processed processed and posted. And now it's kinda of like screenshots and it's kinda of like it's there and, and everything else and it, it it just maybe the excitement isn't the same. I feel like. I felt like when you normally see that it kinda of starts feeling like we're getting closer and closer to getting to the start of the season. But this time around, like so many people got signed or so many people are signed and you don't see that same type of excitement because it's just like a posting. Like, I felt like you'd get, like, three here, two here a night. You know, maybe Cam would would write a message and say, hey, you might get four more players tonight, da-da-da, and it kind of built this hype and anticipation to wait to see the contracts get approved, and now it's instantaneous. As soon as you put it in, we look at it, hey, everything's right, boom, accept, and it's posted, ready to go. And I think that that aspect of it is – is amazing, and um, it, it's very interesting to see exactly what these teams have to say. Now, have you? is there any players' contracts that have really stuck out to you guys um, as well? Uh, KT, if you want to kick it off, have you seen any of these contracts that really stood out to you? And if they did, I, what you I, really stood wait, out the most? Wait,
1: wait. We have to start with Ben, because I know Ben has a hot take. I about. know.
3: I wanted. I wanted. I wanted Ben to keep that hot take to, to, to go off on it before he went on it because I feel like it's going to be a hard thing to go after. But if you like, go ahead, Ben. You can start. Off. Yeah. Casey, just remember, you're going to have to follow
1: up.
0: Yeah. So I want to go. Well, not go after, but talk about uh, the Tulsa Desperados. Um, and the contract that I see almost every year in the re-signing period, uh, I think he's a bit overpaid. Um, and he could take a, should take a little bit of a cap uh, cut um, to help his teammates is Gabriel Manning. Not saying he's not a great person or a great player. But 117.08 uh, is his contract. That's a lot. And you could cut some of that. I mean, I don't see a lot of other wide receivers like that. Um, you know, I I feel like the higher wide receivers are like 103, maybe 105, but 117 a lot. And that is taking away um, from some, uh, you know, much-needed uh, positions they could have. Uh, because if they mean they went five and seven last year, and you know you could use that to maybe sign some defensive players or add to their offense. Uh, let me see what they have. Uh, they do. They did sign their quarterback to 107. and I think that's a good deal. Um, their other wide receivers are pretty much in the 90s, but I just think 117 is way too much for a wide receiver. And don't get me wrong, he's a great, great player, but that is way too much. Well, here's my question ben. Yeah.
1: what sorry what for a receiver what 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 cap number would you put on a receiver if when, if that's too high what, the, what number would you would you work in if you were a GM
0: I think maximum would be like I said, 105 maybe maybe 107 I don't know. I feel like running backs as we've seen around the league kind of cap off at about 114, uh 115 ish I mean mm-hmm. I don't know I just I feel like a running back is a more valuable position than a wide receiver in this league. I mean, just look at what Jared McChesney did uh, all year long and all throughout his career. Um, the guys like uh, Reggie Streeter. Um, Ezekiel Love this year. I mean, he he did a lot for our offense. I just feel like wide receivers in the league should be paid a little bit less um, than running backs. What about KC? What is your thought?
1: I mean, I'm still. I, you know, I, I look through them, and I, I, I agree with what Ben said. I, you, know, you look at the numbers, and it's like that's, that's a lot. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, it works. Um, I, I think con- I think for contract wise, I'm not so much focused on that. I'm more focused on like we talk over for the signings and how some teams that resign. I know speaking from our end, we at 19 signed already. I think that says a lot. A lot of teams have kind of brought a lot of guys back and a lot of that core back, and I feel like there hasn't been crazy numbers. There's been a couple where, like a registry deserves that number that he got. So I don't really have the you know the the idea of like, "Oh my God, it's crazy. I do agree with Ben with that one, but besides that, I think it's pretty much in sync with what you know was expected and what these a lot of these players deserve. Yeah,
3: and I think it just depends on on, on the ideology of the organization, right? Like, it, it you know some folks really focus on one side of the of the of the ball, right? Like they might be, hey, I'm going to focus more on the offense because offense scores touchdowns, right? Versus maybe a defense that is a little bit more serviceable. So it, you know some that's some terminology. I'm just going to have such a high flying offense that I'm just stack up points on the board. And my defense is just going to be serviceable enough to, and that's just a, a theory, right? Like I'm not saying that's their thought process, but you know, either that or you know, we don't know what that organization at the end of the day is thinking about about that that uh, that or, contract itself mean, or what they want to do. Yeah, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, even I mean, you, I mean, it is a high contract. I think the argument for that would be, you know, and I know when we're in Chicago, you know, we played Gabe Manning, and I'm, I mentioned him last week, and I'm like. He is the most explosive player I think in the league. So you look at receiver, has a returner. So I feel like your that one seventeen is for what he brings to the table and how he can just break a game wide open himself. So I feel like yeah. that, that that's the other argument, like what he brings and he he can just just blow a game up himself. So I think that's yeah. kind of what kind of the argument that can go over that too. Yeah, and you can kind of see too, like uh, uh,
3: the quarterback the running back and the wide receiver all are the are the highest ones right so you can see they want that superstars in those three categories and then when it comes down to wide receiver um, it breaks down to uh, after that a 95 and a 90 out of those but again that's not bad it, it looks more cent- centered around the offense and the defense your highest paid player uh, it, it seems like it's going to be um, an 81. Right, it looks like it's the highest. Me looking quickly, so it, it's again. We don't. I'm thinking that's kind of more of the scheme. Like we're gonna blow you up out of those touchdowns, um, and let our defense really um, uh, serviceable. Right, like you know, just try to minimize as much as they can. But we're gonna blow you out with more touchdowns than than you. So you know, winning that game. What were you gonna say, Ben?
0: Yeah. So uh, uh, just looking at their stats from last year, defense defensive stats. They they went 6-6 six and six last year. They allowed the second-most rush yards in the league, and they allowed the uh, six-most uh, total yards uh, by offenses in the league. I mean, I, I understand that, and they allowed the fifth-most points in the league. So, I mean, I know your offense is going to be good, but I always go by the, the saying that defense wins championships. And you need a good defense. You can't be in a shootout every game. Those are hard to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, look and, at a team like St. Louis. I feel like St. Louis is the epitome of, like, they had some shootouts, but then, and I know Ben and I, we talked about St. Louis a lot last season, how they were able to kind of grind grind teams down and kind of just shut teams out. I feel like you need a – it's a balance to this to the league. I feel like you yeah, – the games was going to be 35, 32, and gonna be games was going to be, like, 17, 16. Mm-hmm. So you have and to we have had balance games. of offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, we had those games this year, too. Like we had some games like the Denver and Arizona game that are absolute shootout, but then we had other games like the St. Louis game that was 17-16. So I agree with Khalil there that you need a balance because it's not going to be a shootout every time and it's not going to be a defensive battle every game. It's going to be a mixture of both. So you need to be kind of prepared um, for both of those scenarios. Yeah. And again, keeping in mind the, the budget as
3: well, like you're gonna have to kinda work mm-hmm. in these other other needs and yep. you know, it's gonna be interesting on how they're gonna do that, whether they're gonna try to bring in some vets, but that vet is gonna have to definitely understand that, you know, this is kinda how we're gonna be doing this. We're gonna really focus around these core areas and then after that, um, everything else, you know, whatever the position that they're playing is, you know, you're still gonna be on the field, like it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how they come under budget as well, right, or come at least at the budget they're supposed to be to start the season, um, which will be interesting. And, again, just going through these teams, there is still a lot of teams that only have four to five players already signed. Um, so yep. I look at that and I'm saying, you know, I, I'm very curious to see what happens here. You know, are, are players holding out? Are they not? You know, we saw a huge influx in retirement as well. So are some people thinking about retirement that we don't know about? Um, it's going to be interesting to see at the end of the day. And um, I'm really excited to see what happens at the a, after all this here. Now, um, anything else you guys want to talk about? And it looks like we have a couple calls here, too. Uh, let's kind of check on some of these callers real quick and see who we have on the line. Caller from 651, we're, uh, you're on the line. Hello, hello. Hey Nelson, it's it's Axel here. Hey, what's going on? Axel, how you doing? Hey. Um. Yeah, i uh, was just calling, listening on the show. Uh, really enjoying it so far. Oh, appreciate, appreciate. Did you have any thoughts about the refinings and things of that sort?
2: Um. You know, it's it's great
1: to see that the 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 new automated uh, automation system working well, and and um, I hope it's saving a lot of people a lot of time and and uh, effort, and um. Yeah, it's just it's really cool to see uh sort of the future of of the league moving in that direction, so
3: Perfect. Well, Axel, I appreciate you calling in. I know you're listening in, uh, but I appreciate you chiming in a little bit about these re-signings. We appreciate it. You bet. And caller from three one two, you're on the line. Nelson, what's
2: going on with the DJ, man?
3: Hey, BJ, how's it going, man? It's a pleasure having you on. Um, <laughs> we're talking about resignings at the moment. Before we get to your segment, uh, what has your thoughts been so far about the whole uh, new way of contracts and the new way things are being signed?
2: All I can say is thank God. <laughs> it <laughs> speeds everything up so much faster, man. I, of course, I've been here since the start of progression, so... And those hours and hours and days and days it took to, you know, get contracts out was just pain for the league. And it, it was just, you know, a process that is pretty much outdated. So to see your automation and it's working well, and it's a lot less stress on Marcus, Cam, guys, and guys of that nature, it's, totally, yep. it's revolutionary for our league.
3: And that's it's you're right, right? Like, The way that this opens doors and how instantaneous these contracts go in, so as soon as it it, it goes into, you know, your section where you get to approve them, it's like, boom, it's already there, it's already posted. And and that also makes it really seamless, too, because players don't have to necessarily wait, right? It was always that waiting game, and I can't put this out yet. I can't say nothing here yet because I got to wait for the league to introduce it. And then now with the changes in the automation, now you can, as soon as it goes through, boom, hey, I'm going I'm to put up the picture, of the you know, the signing, uh, the promo around it. And, and it's it's news, right? It's, we're getting it quickly. My feel about it is is the excitement. So I think, again, the excitement that you used to see when you saw that signing light up, because you wanted to see if your players had already gotten signed, right? So you could then announce the promo. I feel like that excitement and that buildup kind of, disappeared now with how quickly this goes and then maybe how where you find the information has been a little bit challenging but um any any contracts really uh, stick out to you
2: uh the game man was it's always the talk of the pound right um i've been here since season 11 man and he's been talking about and how his contract is uh the running backs always get there on the foil usually. Um I saw an old teammate of mine, Warren Murray still getting his just season and and a couple other guys, man. And it's just it's just good to see him crank out like that. Like you said with the uh, with the automation, it, it's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah, you get them out quicker, but you don't know, get that anticipation of of Cam announcing it, Oh, here we go. Hundred hundred million hundred a hundred a contract for a running back, hundred yeah. fifteen
3: contracts for a wide receiver. Oh, it's it's like the panther. Yeah, and it, I mean, the, and the contract isn't too crazy in the sense of other players that are in that same spectrum, right? So we talked about a lot, like Streeter, If I'm not mistaken, is at one eighteen, right? That's a pretty hefty contract, especially for a wide, for for a running back. Um, so it's for for a wide receiver to yeah. have that, it's, it's a little bit more controversial. What were you going to say?
2: Uh, yeah, with the with the running backs, they're, of course, they're leaned on a little bit more, but a lot of the teams is like, okay, you're in 118, but is your quarterback going to be able to get you the ball? I mean, in his history with the exception of maybe one season, quarterbacks have hit him with the ball well enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, on a personal level, yeah, it's back to our Hall of Fame worthy at this point. But yeah he's also a guy that has
3: never been on a playoff team. yeah and that and that's that's quite a thing too, right like to get deep into the playoffs right you wanna make sure that your players as much as possible are as good as possible going into the playoffs right That's kind of where you you need to shine, and something that sort is gonna limit a lot of people um from doing that, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do this year. Um, but I think definitely Tulsa had had, had made some noise this, this re-signing period just because of how hefty that contract was, and we know that used to be an issue in the past. Um, now, over to you, BJ, right? You are the new general manager of the Queen, Queen City Corsair, right? And it's an it's a organization that's been around for a while, right? It's one of the original teams of the SSL. So you uh, coming into this organization, it, it's, it's a pretty big deal, right? And you you as well coming from a strong organization in Arizona, being one of their staples in the linebacking core. Um, it's very exciting to see you getting this position and now you being able to mold and shape this Corsair roster, right, that, again, has, has, has now changed dramatically, right? I think this is a new kind of change in the Queen City Corsairs' history, and uh tell us a little bit about like your team. Tell us about what's going on up north.
2: I mean, um, coming from uh two backgrounds that have, you know, kind of have become staple one way or another in Houston and Arizona and and kinda of coming over to Queen City and Queen City has a hell of a history. it's it's about what they're doing currently. And I mean, four and eight isn't the worst thing in the world, but nobody's happy when you're 4-8. In a 12-game in a, in a season, 4-8 is nothing to be happy about. Um, and uh, I think shout-out to Eric Barkley, owner of Queen City. I really think he wanted to keep most of his nucleus how it was as far as players and guys in the locker room for the most part. But it, was, it was more so about getting getting the infrastructure of Guys that can help out in the front office that really that he really wants to tune and get us together and get everybody on the same page and see which way we can go with this roster in year one with me coming in as the new GM. Okay.
3: And again, you have a couple. I know you have a couple signings so far, right? And mm-hmm. you have some some roster spots to fill. So. Uh, for the rookies that may be listening tonight, what are those current positions that you have on the field so far in, in Queen City? Uh, there's open? Yeah, that if, if there's any, if there's any, right? Like if, if any rookies are listening, is there any openings right now in Queen City around any kind of, you know, a, a player side?
2: Uh, we had a guy recently retire on us. Lisa Savannah is one of them. He had a, a last-minute retirement. Um, we can possibly look up the DMs, kickers, offensive linemen, things of that nature. I, I tell everybody to just flood my DMs and, and we can see which way we can work with. Any, we can work with anybody, pretty much, uh, at those positions. And getting guys with... If you could, I mean, the build thing, everybody has the harp point build, but you can always build a build-up with time. Everybody's not gonna be Alexander, James Ducky, and guys like that overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody, I mean, if you have a little patience and, and you, you go through the, the growing pains, as we say, over over time. These guys you'll become teams you'll teams become teams. Mark Mello. Yeah. Mark Mello yeah. is a guy we, we drafted in Arizona and. He was just waiting for his turn and look
3: at him now. Two seasons later, he's he's fucking player of the year. Yeah, and so you've been around that change too, right? Like in Arizona, when it when it transitioned, um, you were there with that change with Eddie being there and, and kind of seeing that team grow. And last season, right for you guys, you guys made it pretty deep into getting into the playoffs, right? Um, so it, it, you've been around that turnaround. Uh, you've been around that that kind of when a, when a team changes, and then so I think it's really exciting to see what you're going to do in Queen City. Um, you know, with with the opportunities that you have now. Now, what is the culture like in Queen City? Like, what what is what was it like when you came in, and then what, is that going to continue, or, or do you have another vision of how you like your culture to be? Oh, like
2: I said earlier, man, coming into an environment that was four and eight nobody's happy coming off the end of that seat. So it's like, everybody's like, all right, let's see what he's got. We'll see what he's got to work with. But as the off-season progress, a lot of guys have gotten into the whole shape of uh, – I mean, they're more open to the idea. Now that we've got to front off us it seems like we're working hard and we're on the same page and we're just pushing. We're just, we're just making progress every day. And now guys are more open to it. We're getting a lot better community when it was day
1: one, you
3: know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure with some of the – if if you are bringing any players into your organization, I'm pretty sure them also bringing in uh, their experiences or, or their things as well will, will also help with the movement of the culture. So it's going to – like I said, it, what I'm seeing in Queen City is very exciting because it's so brand new. Um, and I think when you see something so brand new coming out, it's it, it just – you want to see what happens because you want to see that success stories and you want to see it again. Where I mean, Queen City has won multiple championships, right? So they're an organization that knows what it takes to win. Now it's just trying to you as a general manager finding those pieces. It's just going to be really exciting to see what you what you're going to be able to do with this team in the long run. Now, how is the locker room in uh, Queen City? I mean, they're
2: they're coming around, man. I'll, I'll say that the guys are coming around. I guess they have four and eight ain't fun, but they they're starting to see the process come together and they were like, they're starting to warm up to us Cause day one was a lot different than day day sixty, you know. Totally different totally different, you know, environment. Guys at first guys were shy about, you know, who was this new guy, why is he here, you know, and as time went on and they're seeing the book putting their work, man, it hit the grind hard. Shout-out to Chef Comisac and guys like that. They're, we're just hitting the ground hard, trying to make 4-8 and eight turn in the 6-6, 8-4. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they're seeing the progress and how hard we're working, and they're, and, and now they're starting to, like, hey, you might got something here. You know?
3: Yeah. It, and you guys made some pretty big um, acquisitions in front offices, right? You got uh, Tom uh, Rydell, right? um as your as your director of of, of, of communications right um you yeah. had you chris comestack right you mentioned him and he was was a big piece of, of of fort worth right that was a great move who uh is a coach who has coached you know before so those key pieces right there are going to be interesting and in what they bring along with it right and then yourself right, right? the person you are He's also going to bring some stuff as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: And and, and, that, and I think that's, that was EB's vision from the beginning and trying to get a new piece of guys that were committed to turning the ship around, man. Shout out to the other guys. Yeah. And we, Hubba, Hubba Kimbrell, man, hell of a guy, man, and he, he's hitting the ground too. And everybody else in the front office—I uh, don't even know if I can even mention them right now—but we got director guy director. Every everything accounted for. We're, we're hitting the ground hard, man, I and mean, it's gonna be fun. It's definitely fun Yeah,
3: definitely. Ben, I think you had a question you wanted to ask.
0: Yeah. Um, congrats on your new position. I had a question with the uh, draft coming up. Uh, What are some, um, you know, uh, do's and don'ts you for rookies?
2: Uh, The do's are, I mean, I'll I'll start with the don'ts. Don't be quiet. I I mean, I've been here since the start of, technically, the start of the rookie process, the, the first season of progression. The worst thing you can do is not communicate with GMs and front office personnel. Get your name out there. There's only so much we can, we can engage with your on the field We need to know what you're bringing to our locker room. Can you do this? What can you do off the field? Are you active? Are you going to be here for progressives? Are we going to have to chase you down for getting your subs together? Do you have to That's what we like, don't for that is don't be quiet. Be as active as you can. Make yourself be known. The dudes, I would say, man, just just don't be a jerk. Don't don't set <laughs> yourself on fire in the group chat. That would know, be the first first reason why God stay away from you because you know a lot of guys, a lot of things. I've been a part of too. They don't want hostile personalities in their locker room because that can cause problems tenfold. You you can bring a guy in your locker room and he can instantly turn your most faithful guy into a guy that's like, Hey, see you next season, season eighteen, I'm out, peace And you'd be like, peace. and when you and, and no, so I'm sure you're you're definitely you probably know this at this point losing a top tier deal because somebody wants to be a jerk off
3: hurts. Yeah, it does. I mean, when when you have people who come in and I, I always talk about the one that bothers me the most is when somebody comes and tells you they're going to do an improvement in something that isn't open, okay. Um, I, like, I think that's such a jerk thing to do. Like, hey, man, I'm a, you know, I, I want to let you know that I, I can kill it in your offense. What? Like, we, one, we don't have no openings, right? And then, two, you don't know the relationship I have with these guys, right? Like, Ben I have a relationship with, right? Art, uh, Gene. These are guys I have my relationships with that I picked that I was like, yeah, of course. We're going to put you on here, right? So by you telling me something of that sort. Like you said, it, it, it's it's kind of looking like a little bit like okay, it coming off a little bit wrong, and and I think it's kind of the research too, right? Like what, what really impresses me is when folks know, um, like you said, right? Like they 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 know about you as a, as a team, um, they know what you've gone through, and then they know there's an opening, and, and it's just not coming off wrong. And you talked about Gen Chat, and yeah, Gen Chat too. Like I don't want to go in there and have to put out a fire and then you're representing my brand and, and the brand of the team and your teammates and everything else in such a terrible manner, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just really kills how a locker room or a a organization is looked and I mean again, you I think you brought up some good things about how how much that can make an impact. Um and I think you're right, rookie should come a little bit more correct. Yeah, I and mean, I
2: mean. That could kill, I and mean, the worst thing that could do is be keeping a guy that has a tainted reputation because it's usually maturity. I and mean, I've seen guys either mature up or mature out. And that could, guys that are, that are a maturity problem usually or a head case in a locker room, that could kill any aspirations of free agents wanting to come You're to your team, some teenagers want to even talk to you because you have a certain guy in the locker room that is looked down upon because of how they talk with people, how they communicate with or the brashness. Or, you know, you, you get it.
1: Man, it's, it's crazy. Hey, BJ, it's KT. Um, real quick, and you, you come from Arizona where um, expectations are always high and everyone's brought in. How important is it for, for you as a GM to really get – make the expectations clear and to get the players to buy into what you're trying to do and, you know, improve on that four and eight record. Let them know like, this is what we, this is what we want to do. Make sure you're in, either you're in or you're out.
2: It's really just being open and honest to the, to the guys that we're trying to bring in or the guys we're trying to keep in house. You've got to just put it all on the table and you got to take for a lead, and just be 100% transparent with these guys, man. And, it's, 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 it's some shady things going on in certain, in certain parts of the league when it comes to getting guys to come in because they have excellent builds or hey, getting guys to come in because they're in the league. And, I, mean, you just, I mean, you can... Being, being transparent is the best way to go, man. Just be 100% honest with you guys and, and actually show what you're working on to most of you guys in life. Hey, this is what we got, this is what we coming with. And this isn't this is gonna be an overnight success. I mean, I hope to God it is. I mean, Hopefully we can turn four and eight to eighty four, nine and three. That that would be excellent. But six and six, seven and what is it seven and five seven and five isn't it's it's an improvement. I'm always up for improvement.
3: yeah i think again you are uh, looking to always improve and just get a little bit better you you have an opportunity to do so like in one season turn it around um and i think you have the definitely the staff to do so now bj for the for the rookies that are listening and again if any rookies want to talk to bj you are more than welcome to call uh phone number is 515-605-9847 uh you can call in and ask uh bj any questions um you know about you know, draft, maybe how to get in communication, whatever the case may be. But before we continue on, BJ, uh, do you want to share what your Discord name is and the best way that people can contact you?
2: Um, you can either follow me. You can my, my Discord name is BJ Loveless. It's clear day. Uh, you know, if you don't see the Queen City Green, that ain't me. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at BJ D Loveless twenty four seven on Twitter. My DMs are always open, man. Give me a follow. Talk, if you want to talk. You can give me a follow. Maybe you can exchange numbers and really talk the grind of SFL. I've been here since season eleven. I got a, quite a bit of experience, man. And we get, if today, my locker room, we can get you in a locker room at some point just during this off season. Man. Yeah,
3: I think um, I think it's going to be like like I said. You have such a an interesting dynamic that's happening. You're bringing in some, some really quality uh, coaches and, 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 and front staff people, right? And then, like you said, there's still people that you can't even speak about yet um, that I think, again, once we see the full picture of what you want to accomplish, it's going to be exciting. I can tell the excitement in your voice while, you know, trying to contain yourself, <laughs> right? And I know that day is coming where, um, we'll, we'll be able to get to the free agent signings and have those be announced. And then it becomes a little bit easier to talk about how your whole off season went just instead of looking how it goes from here. Um, so I think it's going to be really exciting from there to see how that progresses and, and, and goes from there. And you, you're right. I think you brought up some pretty huge people that are your nucleus now um, that I think will help you moving forward on, uh, on your successes there in uh, Queen City.
2: Yep, for sure, man. It's it's a grind, man. And it's it just starting. I'm having fun, man. Like, Arizona was fun, and, you and know, Eddie is always a blessing, man. That dude is all. Awesome. If there's nobody else in this league that loves this thing either as much or more than Cam, it's Eddie Gage, man. And that guy is always at 100 miles an hour, man. And Javon and, and Houston, man, and he, He's trying to get Houston back to the top of the tiers, man, and those guys work hard this But These guys in this league are super, super competitive, man. And they take this game serious. And I just want to be one of those guys that are part of the team that shows that we take this serious and we want to win. And I want to show that any impending free agents, any guys that want to want lock the room, that one that, that we want to win. You,
0: man. Uh, BJ, um, looking forward uh, past re-agency, past the draft, uh, what are some of your team goals and kind of values for this, this upcoming season?
2: Trust us, man. Um, trust us. This, this process isn't going to be done overnight. We're not going to go from... I mean, I hope we do, but one season usually isn't the end. Some, some teams can do it, some teams can't. Uh, just trust and believe what we got going on. Uh, and just stick with us. Just have patience, man. As, especially with rookies, that you know, rookies want to come in and – I'm going to tell rookies this. There's so many guys here that were here before the rookie process that their builds are two and three steps ahead of most of the rookies coming in. It your your build's gonna be good, and you're gonna have some guys are gonna have sets better than others. But man, let me tell you something. There's 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 guys like Gabriel Manning and Warren Murray and DJ Moses thing and and guys across the league, man. These guys are elite level talent in the league. You're coming in with. Uh, a decent, a decent deal. but if you're not coming in game one with two pick sixes, seven tackles, don't be discouraged. It, it takes, it's a process, and it takes patience. I'm sure every, it's, it's what twenty four teams in the league, and they they're all capable
1: of giving guys where they need to be. Just it takes a little bit of time. So you, you talked about the patience part of, of the game and of the league. How important is it, um, and not just for rookies, but like for all players to really get involved in the other parts of the league, like stats and scouting, just to kind of learn more about the league and kind of become like a, full, a, a well-rounded participant in the league?
2: I mean, I'll tell you this. Being involved makes the league a lot funner and it makes things go a lot faster, especially in all season You got guys if you're if you're an influencer or content creator, but guys like Ross Napoli, Ashley Jackson, Dave Access, no, no, Nelson Lozano Coach Craven. Oh those guys it, it it builds immersion and immersion makes the time go faster than I'm I'm always a uh, proponent for building immersion and making things immersive and just more content and making this long drawn out offseason just go faster man and once you build a rapport with the people man it's it's hard to beat those people in the league man can, can you imagine recruiting free agents and trying to out recruit ashley jackson and dave axel for it it's one of the hardest things to do in this league yeah
3: no. And and I think it, it goes it goes too beyond uh, beyond what they also bring on and off the field. I mean, you're trying to get somebody of that sort um, who brings in so much to this league in and out. Uh, that's what you're trying to look for is, is somebody who's on that caliber as well as if you were trying to get somebody like that, it'd be very difficult to do so uh, just because of what they bring to the table.
2: Yeah, and, and having those guys, having one of those people in the locker room. It accelerates everything. It accelerates everything. And I know Ashley personally, and she is one of the most thorough people I know when it comes to the talent, and and just, you know, her, her, I'm, I'm sure you talked to Ashley Nelson, and everybody pretty much. And she's just, she just she can sell she can sell Ray to a bug as you say back to Chicago. She can she can make everything sound good, man. And before you know it, you signed on about in live in Arizona. And it's like, wow, how did I end up here? But it's it's hard, man. And, and becoming one of those people it don't happen overnight, but it, you can do it. It just takes a lot of hard work. Dave, Ashley, Nelson, all the content creators and influencers, and even guys that don't content create and are just constantly in the gym chat, communicating with people, helping people out. Guys that are helping teams scout, GMs, coach, whatever. It seems in here with scouting teams that are six or seven people. Scouting departments that are just ridiculous. And those, are, and those guys are giving you getting their names out there. And when it comes to the season, and teams need coaches or helping start scouting departments, those guys, those guys will get to spread out through the league. Before today, I mean, before, before the all season started, I had no clue who Chris Thomas But When I signed on with Cleveland Queen City, and he walked into the locker room day one, day one,
3: he made sure I knew who Chris Komisar was out that. Like, holy crap, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah, the the signing of, of of Chris and him him coming from a huge organization in in Fort Worth was a huge acquisition that I think again was uh, was a big signing, right? And a lot of people don't know a lot about Chris Komisar, but he is somebody who has done a lot in the background and. Uh, I remember calling a game with him and him, uh, uh, you know, me messing up on the name and everything and learning it, but I learned real quick on, on how everything went. So, uh, BJ, do you have any upcoming projects that you're uh, working on in a sense for Queen City, things for people to look out for or things you're trying to achieve for the organization, like podcasts or any of those kind of things? Yeah, the Queen City podcast is currently under
2: construction and we can have that bad boy rolling New Palmerdale and the guys in the Queen City Rock Room. Where that is coming very, 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 very soon.
1: Palmerdale
2: is heading and working on that to as we speak. So that is coming.
1: Perfect. It, it,
3: those are things that I'll be excited to kind of see um, once they come out and, and, and be live. And like I said, I, I, a lot of great things and, and there's a lot of buzz. Going on with, with Queen City and uh, Tom Rydell's already already see all in Twitter and stuff like that, trying to create the excitement right in the in the uh, social media presence as well. And we had him on, I had him on the show on on Friday, so um, a couple Fridays back. So it was really awesome to hear from his aspect as well, right? Because uh, he was he was in Los Angeles doing this, and he created that social media presence for them, and then now carrying that over to you guys is very exciting as well. So it's, you know, it's going to be exciting after everything's said and done to see what you're able to accomplish in that new position of yours, which we're very happy to see you have an opportunity to to take this organization and and mold it into your own. Now, before we get out of here, uh, BJ, is there anything else you kind of want to talk about? Please again, reiterate, um, your discord please again if any rookies want to reach out to bj uh listen out so you can so uh go ahead
2: uh the discord is always bj loveless it's, it's not hard to find if it ain't just queen city green it ain't me or you can give me a follow on twitter it's uh
3: perfect all right bj well i appreciate you being on tonight appreciate you spending the time uh like i said we're gonna be watching to see what happens in Queen City. Um and uh best of luck to you this this next season, all right. All
2: right. Thanks, man. And I'll be glad to come back on
3: again, bro. I would definitely I'll take you up on that, trust me. I'm gonna be hitting you up and see and, and, and getting your feedback on the how your season went, all right. So talk to you then. All
2: right.
3: Love All right, so thank you uh to BJ Loveless hey. The GM of the uh, of the Queen City Corsairs. We appreciate it, KC, uh, Ben. Uh, thank you guys again for being on. You guys have anything to add before we get out of here?
1: Nah, man. Just 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 pump. I'm ready for season start. Let's get this going.
0: Yeah, same here. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. Um, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, guys. Catch you on Friday on Inside the League with GM Nels Lozano. You guys have a safe
3: week.
1: And have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.